Hello everyone, I'm Thomas from Daft Punk. Random access memory, Daft Punk. Daft Punk and Thomas Angie from Daft Punk. There you go, Daft Punk. We assume that's Daft Punk under those helmets. Hello everyone, I'm Guy Manuel from Daft Punk. Daft Punk mixes of Daft Punk. Let's get back to the to Daft Punk. It was because of, you know, Daft Punk. Daft Punk. Daft Punk! Daft Punk! Welcome, robots big and small from all around the world. My loins are burning after that incredible Tuesday afternoon. We, we lied. We lied to everyone. Yeah. On, on Tuesday, we said we were not, we're accepting that this is it. And uh, our next episode is not going to be for a few weeks. But I'm, here we are. Why? We I'm, lied. We lied. Because we're liars. Daft Punk made us liars. <laughs> they did. Uh, I, I'm Andy. Uh, I'm Darren. I'm Devin James Rosenack. And this is a live, <laughs> a live colon, a Daft Punk uh, podcast. You don't traditionally say the colon. <laughs> a live colon. Hey, this shows anything but traditional. A live right? colon, the Daft Punk podcast. <laughs> a live colon. A space live space colon. A live colon, the Daft Punk podcast. It'd be crazy if we just started it with a colon. 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 <laughs> traditionally, colon, not a big punctuation in the daft punk oeuvre i can't think of a, a instance in except for interstellar 555 colon the secret of the star system tron colon legacy that's not them they did the music they didn't make the colon in that tron case. 2 neutron <laughs> tron 2 <laughs> neutron tron 2 jimmy neutron <laughs> daft punk made us liars they did, <laughs> they did. um i was the I would say that the the internet groups and fan sites and blogs and discords were abuzz with hope and optimism that the one year anniversary of the demise of our favorite robots um, would lead to some special thing. I was firmly in the camp that that would not be the case. Uh, I did not. I thought um, Tuesday, February. Uh, February 22nd, 2022 would pass without a uh, word from Tomas or Giman. Instead, uh, they lit the internet on fire. <laughs> yeah, so 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 Devin and I got on board pretty quick. When yeah. they changed the picture, uh, Devin and I in our group, in our three-person three group chat, started digging. Nuts. We were on Reddit. We were on Twitter. We were digging through the internet. Andy's nowhere to be seen. And it it got to what I had to call Andy at four o'clock, no three three o'clock. I yeah after after, after the second picture after the, the second picture direct. I had to call Andy and be we like we don't call each other on the phone. No, that we often. don't really. <laughs> I had to call Andy and and he was like what? So they changed their picture. I was well, like no had, Andy, yeah. you deserve to be a part of this. I I saw <laughs> I saw the Twitter first and. They they lost their verified check mark on Twitter. Right. And all of a sudden just Twitter at Daft Punk tweeted a photo of their old logo. And I was like, this does this does not mean anything. Um, people are freaking out. And then uh, our friend Ryan from um, the Dead Waves podcast. Yeah. Messaged me and was like, no, they're they just launched a twitch page and it has a check mark and it's it's real yeah and uh that's when that's when the wild couple hours began um we talked about it on the show that uh one of the best one of the most fun things about being a daft punk fan because they are 
dormant for such a long such long stretches of their career is is uh being f- speculative and in searching out rumors and asking other fans what this picture means or what it means that they put up this billboard or what it means that they were spotted at a cafe in uh, LA with Pharrell or what this thing could mean. What it like, blah, blah, blah. That's the, like the rumors that they're at Lollapalooza this year or that they've been spotted in the desert at, uh, at, um, uh, Burning Man or something the like that. Daft Punk is playing at my house. Yeah, the rumor that Daft my Punk house. is playing James at my Murphy house. James Murphy started that rumor. <laughs> James Murphy started a rumor that Daft Punk is playing at my house. Uh, in that, for the last year, there has been no speculation, uh, and and we have done a lot of it, but like not about what they could do. You know, we we said what we wish they could do, but it's different. It was different than than the. It was different than the fun, like yeah, I mean, rumor it, stuff it, it because that was like it was a huge just driving force and a huge like like mythic making part of this band is that th- there was always a chance that this could be the day that something new happened or that uh, they would drop some sort of clue on what what was going to happen next. And for a couple, we'll get to the actual live stream, but for a couple hours in the middle of a day on a Tuesday in February. They gave that back to the, our fa- uh, yeah. their fans. You know what? That was that was a fucking blast for three it, hours to just chat with a bunch of people across the internet about what this could mean and what they're planning and w- what could what could go on. That was I I'm really I I loved the live stream. It was great. I'm really thankful that I had a couple hours to to talk about rumors and speculate about them yeah. again because that was one of my favorite things about the band and they they gave that back to me i did not think that the next daft punk related information we'd get would be anything direct daft punk i thought it would be one of them announces something or one of them appears as a producer yeah. i on thought something. i thought Gimam was is yeah. gonna, uh, they were gonna announce that he was gonna show up on the kavinsky yeah. new record or whatever man right i, I mean, did not expect yeah. this. so those kinds of things have happened like people have said like oh yeah. he's gonna be on donda right. Or that one of them's going to show up on the weekend thing. And that's speculation. Like, but they didn't fine. show up it's on fine, the weekend. But, they but showed up on a Tuesday. They showed <laughs> up on a Tuesday. <laughs> well, it was. I also I, I want to point out we're Eastern time where we're at uh, here in Detroit. So we got the two o'clock mystery photo, which like if yeah. you know it started with the two o'clock Eastern time photo and it ended with the two twenty two uh, West Coast time stream. Yeah, um, which is which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, numbers and, are magic. Uh, so we were we were in there with what like 150, 280? Uh, upwards yeah. more than one hundred and fifty thousand people were watching Man. at any given time. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, uh, before we move on, I just want it is really cool that I have gotten to a point in my life that uh, there's a bunch of strangers uh, all over the world on the internet whose first thought when Daft Punk tweets for the first time in a year is. I should mess. I should message those guys. Yeah, like, shout out to everybody who tagged yeah. us in in the stories or in the Had posts. Some friends text or, me. Yeah, it was very shout cool. Out to Ethan, uh, yeah. he hit me up. Very cool. To I see. love. I love being pe- people's Daft Punk friend. Yeah, uh, and I love that so many uh, people I knew uh, texted me, asked me what was going on, but also fans of this show just messaging our Instagram and uh, and other places, uh, emailing us. And wanting to engage because, like, like I said, uh, I had a really great time uh, messaging all you guys, 
and, and Ben Cardu from the Daft Punk's Discovery that we interviewed um, a couple episodes ago. It was it was fun to just like get fired up and and speculate with yeah. Daft Punk fans all over the place. Yeah, it really was. I uh, that day, you guys, I got I was I was painting my living room. Got my living room half painted and stuff, <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to paint. Uh, I had to paint again on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Very exciting. I did not. Uh, I did not intend to take a day off from work. Yeah, neither did I. And uh, uh, I spent spent the last couple of days catching up on everything because I I uh, I could not focus on any everything else. No. My uh, um, I mean, my wife and I got like met each other well after. Daft Punk uh, had kind of been dormant, um, like, so she she had never seen like wildly speculative Daft Punk fan Andy, and she was like, "You gotta calm down," because I was like, uh, for a while uh, after the after the tour flyer came out, I was pacing around my house and like slapping my thighs and like constantly checking my phone and be like, Oh my God, they're really going to do something. Like it's good. It, like they're going to release a concert DVD or they're going to like, yeah, there's rumors that there's good. Like there's all sorts of unreleased homework stuff. They're adding a third member. They're his name's Devin. His name, they're adding, they're, he loves a party. Daft Punk is now five robots and they're the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Gimon so, and Tomas and Devin and Andy and Darren. <laughs> I do want to say that what like, would my helmet look like if it did that um, happened. Like, <laughs> I, I do want do to I have say to start that thinking about what my helmet's gonna look like. There's going to be something else. We I want listen, listen, to listen, 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 listen. Put listen. a big old. This is Darren's opinion. No, this is why would they take my email address? Andy, why would they take my email you, address? Uh, you waffle on this back and forth because at different periods in episodes of recording this, yeah. you go from. Nothing will ever happen. And then like 10 minutes later, you'd be like, they're going to get back together. <laughs> no, but my point is. And you'd be like, no, 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 nothing's ever going to happen. It, but actually, there's no reason. Soon. There's no reason they would take our email addresses if they weren't going to use them. There's no reason. I know. Because I, they're robots who eat data. They eat data. <laughs> they, eat data. <laughs> they needed all of our email addresses. Yeah, I mean, it could, data it could very well be that they are going to email us a reminder of when the, pre-or- the pre-order thing goes live That's April 15th. True. Um, but my point is, there's something. Something will be tied to those email addresses yeah. at some point in time. We, uh, for those of you who don't know, at, when the when the website changed um, and got rid of Epilogue and it, it became the Defender uh, Tour ninety seven uh, logo, and there was a chance to enter in your email address, yeah. and the button was not submit, it was remember. Also, I don't know. So, I don't know if you. Um, well, uh, the the new setup with the pre orders, yeah. The the design of it and the rainbow the rainbow blinking button. This is this is a throwback to their first ever website design. Yeah, it's a it's a nod to, it's a cute little nod to their first website. Very cool. Yeah. So they had, they they changed the photos on Facebook, on and they did the the photo on Twitter and opened the Twitch. The website still had epilogue, but someone in the Reddit was like, on the back end, they recently changed. They had like something with Cloudflare, Cloudflare, which means that they're anticipating a bunch of traffic. And oh. then a little while later, the website changed. The yeah. website was like kind of the last of the the early changes. That makes sense. Yeah. So that, then it was like then was, it was like oh here yeah. we go. I mean they got a, they got that over one hundred fifty thousand people. Because I, I went so to, how many of those people went to the website? You know like I, they 
got flooded. Yeah. I checked the website when you when I was on the phone with you, yeah. and I started yelling at you. Yeah, you did start yelling. Check, at go me. to the website. Go to the website. <laughs> right now, you could not get a word out. He was just go to the website now. Go to the website. Go to the website. Go to the website right now. Go to the website. What do you mean? Darren and I were doing that for a full hour. Yeah, before you before you joined us, because you've you've put a little concrete block around your your getting your hopes up a little bit here. Yeah, because because um. I mean, I rightfully spent, so. I, mean, I spent the last eight years uh, getting fired up about yeah. every possible little thing. The difference here is when, like, there's rumor and speculation, and there's the, and the then there's guessing what the cryptic stuff from them yeah. actually means, because it's also easy to get fired up about, oh, this this is a leaked um, list of people they've right. been in the studio with. Yeah, that happened in 2020. Uh, oh, this is a picture of Gimon with uh, Gaspard from Justice or something. Yeah. That means something. Or totally. oh, they're uh, uh, this person says they're working on a, a a new house record or you know that, that in 2017, uh, Paul Johnson said that he, he put on his Facebook like yeah no they're working on a, a, a like a stripped down house record and everybody went freaking out like so that that was one part. The other part is they do something mysterious, and then we get to talk about that. We have not had either in a year. Right. Here's a good question. So they were going to do <clears throat> the film score with what's-his-name, who directed um, that horror movie, yeah. whatever. Um, yeah. the name of it. Sorry, I'm blanking on this. Uh, anyway, but he, he said something to the press, and then that went away. they put the kibosh on it. How many times have they gone to do something, and someone leaked information, and they cut it? Yeah. Like, is that like... Have they worked on stuff and then Paul Johnson says stuff like that and they're like, we're done. Yeah. It's not happening. I but mean, also, I, but there's I guess also like like a full ass year before Random Access Memories, anything came out like that. Paul Johnson was or not Paul Johnson. Sorry. Paul Williams said like, yeah, I made a, like a, I made I made a track with them. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> and they, <laughs> yeah. they didn't yeah. care about. Yeah. So but, but OK, so here to, to get into my my opinions on this overall. Right. I think there's. Three possibilities. Have we said what happened? Did we say what they did? Okay. Oh, so because I don't know. I don't so know. two two p.m. our time, they put a logo up. Three p.m. our time, they put a, a flyer for a Defender Act tour nineteen ninety seven show. Uh, and two and a half hours after that, their Twitch stream went live with a full, uh, full fucking beautifully produced and recorded uh, uh version of their show at. The Los Angeles Mayan Club in 1997, Which we front will to back, say... the entire thing. We have we uh, Daft Punk fans have seen about 15 minutes of footage yes. from this before. If you have the um, Daft DVD uh, with all of the homework um, uh, music videos on it, this is a special feature on it. So we've known that at least part of this show was was professionally recorded. It was before. mostly the rolling and scratching part, right? Yes, is, it was is, the roll. Yes, in it is the, the, the special yeah. features with the choosable angles or whatever. So yeah. we we did talk briefly about that in the Daft episode. Right? So and we and yeah. th we've there's always we've always known that at least part of that was professionally shot. Nobody outside of their team has ever seen this before, and they just, without warning, put it online for free and got. We all got to party. I have not ran out of breath dancing right in a long time yeah i, I, I ran out of breath a couple times it was a pleasant that. surprise i mean it, it i mean obviously it was a pleasant surprise uh coming from yeah the three i mean guys the exciting, the exciting parts are that we got the video 
and that it came from them. Because if you yes. want to listen to, yep. you know, full recordings of this tour, there are a lot. Yeah, people have recorded, you know, and the full ninety minutes. Various levels of, of success. Yeah, recording. some are some are crummier quality, <laughs> but like if you want, like, you know, a lot of this stuff might be new to folks because they only hear the Alive ninety seven part of it. Yeah, but the other forty five minutes are out there. It's just not as as pristine quality as this is. Yeah. Um, I, I, I never thought that I would get to see the visuals from this tour. It's really incredible. Yeah, it really is. Especially, I mean, it's, it's 90 minutes of the fellas I, performing without helmets. You know, what's, yeah. what's funny too, is I was, um, it, I was Demon thinking the back. biggest, uh, Ralph Lauren polo. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's 1997. So well. like literally last week I was, I was just digging as deep as I could for any, any 97 tour footage, anything at all. Cause I, you know, I remember watching this and I, the, the 15 minutes that we saw and I thought there's gotta be some, some more footage out there. And it's funny that it's a week later. I have a, I have out. a Google spreadsheet. I will show, I will share with you after the show. Yeah. I, I the one I, with all the stuff on the, the one with all the stuff. So wait, here, here's where you I, can get all the, like, that's where I found the set tracker. Yeah. Yeah. So that's there, the one where I, I found all the, there are a couple possible conclusions that I come to. This is Darren's opinion now. So so I I am firmly in the, the category that we're going to get more stuff eventually now. And here's why. You know, you heard it here first. There's, I think there's three reasons, they, they, three possible reasons they could have done this. One, they care about how we remember them and they want to control that, which I think is, is the, the, the most likely, um, which I think will get us things over time of them releasing you know maybe it's 2007 it doesn't matter but one i think they care about how we remember them and they want to influence that which i think is the most likely two i think is also relevant maybe there is an appreciation for the outpouring of support over the last year from the fans and maybe this is they care about the fans that uh, that's my and I, yeah. three they care about money and a record re-release. Those but are then the three they gave possible it for free. But my, they, but it coinciding with a, a re-release. Yeah, yeah, my point the, is the homework thing this, is going to make could... Obs of money anyway. They gave this. A, they gave I a twenty-five-year professionally produced thing. What does Gob, what does gobs of money mean though? Like this could. I agree. This could end up being a million bucks. I right? agree. Before, like if, but that's so then what a, are we left not, with? If those are the three, what other reasons would they have done it? I don't think this homework re-release on vinyl is going to be a big money maker like i, I think it, it's that's more in the interest of you so know. either then then if there's not a third option either they care about controlling how they're remembered or they care that much about their fans i right? think both are good signs for us getting more if stuff the project I think that it, they i think like just looking at how things go online right now and yeah. how and how everything turns nasty pretty quickly like we just we just wrapped on the most joyless Olympics in the history of the games because Not nothing nothing could be enjoyed about any of it. Everything was wrong about every yeah. aspect of it. They they just had a year where they hung it up and nothing but love and support and uh, came back at them. And I think it was just a nice little thing. Like they they gave us an awesome day. That was an awesome day. That was like that was my that's my second favorite day as a Daft Punk fan. Other than going to a live 2007. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it could also be that they are getting older. And this is at a point where they are far enough removed from this that they don't have to. Because I'm sure at the time they were like, I don't know if this looks good enough to put out as a DVD. I don't know if this is. We've got new stuff coming out that's more exciting than this. You know, the discovery stuff, whatever. 
now that you are 25 years removed, it's easy to be more like archival about it and Amen. a little more completionist about like, you know what? I'm I'm not in competition with myself in this concert. I 100% agree with you, which my follow up to that is how long until they're far enough removed from what we know exists, which is the footage from Alive 2007 and a, and a release of that in the same 10 years. Way. Right. But do you think it'll happen? I think so. I, I do I knew. I, I I would have said it's uh, who knows uh, before Tuesday, but after Tuesday, I think one hundred percent at some point in time we will get that alive two thousand and seven the way that they wanted yeah. to do it. In in, in you know I, I don't I, I I am not someone who believes they're going to make new music or anything. I would love it. I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna tell them no. But I think that, that I'll tell them no. I think no, that I think that it it is likely now. I think likely that at some point in the next five ten years we do get in alive two thousand seven version of this and i think that it's not that far out of the realm of of, of possibility that sometime they do i don't i don't i other like, archival stuff i, I yeah i th like i just i am just flabbergasted that they could sit on this for 25 years and it it just it makes me want to know what else is it in their vault they had like i fully think it's just like they were when they had this. They were like, "Yeah, this is yeah. all right," but the next thing's going to be way cooler. Yeah, Who cares? Right. On to the next. And, and now that there's no it. next thing, it's like, like they're they're. I'm sure with like your how life. Old, how old are they stuff. in ninety seven? Uh, 20? 1997 they are like 2021 20, yeah like, so yeah. my point is when you're 21 and you're not you're not sure about things in the way you are now looking back they have nothing to prove when so so like yeah. you said you don't need to worry about is this good enough to be successful and, and to, to yeah. nitpick it or whatever this is they are successful this is the foundation foundational tour of that success and this is what the what the fans will will love and if they're proud of that work then there you go there was, there was a time where putting out this dvd would have been a big chunk of yeah. their career and catalog at that point right. if they had put this out in 2000 that would have been you know whatever half of what they had released and now it's like now that they have a complete body of work, yeah. now it's a much smaller thing to release this. And we know that we know that Tomas at least is is psycho about sounds and yeah. per perfectionism in yeah. sounds. And if you're if you're looking at this from a you know an audiophile kind of mentality, there are what what I'm sure he would consider imperfections in the sound because of the nature of how they're doing yeah. it, right? So so if you're looking at it through if you're him and you're looking at it through that lens, maybe there is more hesitation there. You know, maybe the video is not perfect. Maybe it's not futuristic enough for what they're pushing right. for or whatever. You know, the 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 the, the resolutions and the audio qualities and bit rates that we're used yeah. to today don't even like conceptually exist. So, you know, then. Yeah. Like they might put they might do more of the stuff. They might open the vault again in the future. Who knows? But they like. I do. They that told, was an they awesome. Told me. They did not. They did too. They I don't think there's an incredible thing that they did for us. And <laughs> it I, is. Yeah. I, I don't think that we will get any more new art. Like no, no archival music that's new. I don't think I would. I would be shocked if they opened it up and were like, "Here are the ha the homework B sides or anything yeah. like that." I don't think. Not, that, I don't think anything like that really, will ever happen. There aren't like demos for this, right? Because right. they constructed this on the equipment they're doing it, right? So it's not like, you know, Fleetwood yeah. Mac where you have like 10 different older versions. Yeah. So like, I'm sure there are things like, I don't, you know, where you get from the new wave to a live or whatever. Right. But not, there's not going to be like a fundamentally different thing. And I'm sure, thing. I'm sure they have, if there are 16 tracks on homework, I'm sure there are, 
are dozens of fa- like stops and starts and things they ditched and yeah, and, but nothing. But are those are those I, I, are those like old rolling cartridges or memory cards? Or I whatever. just don't right. think I, they're not. I don't, they're not I don't think there recording. is other like I think like they would never put that out. I don't. And the thing is, the, the they were so with the the Alive 2007 tour. They incorporated the Gabrielle remix. They yeah. incorpor- They went through all of it. Right. You know. There's so I don't. I don't think there's like, you know, the lost tracks and the weird things that don't yeah. really sound great. There's they're out there. There are like yeah. weird Daft Punk B side stuff. You know. There's weird remixes of their own stuff from Homework. Yeah. You know. I, I don't think there is like a treasure trove of stuff from that era. Yeah. No, I. You know what they. You know what they do. Also, after Tuesday, though, ah, man, it's it's so brilliant. They control a day of the year for the in, Infinity Two Twenty Two. Everybody's going to look for yeah. Daft Punk stuff for as long as as I they bet are that alive. I bet that next time. I bet that next two twenty two, there's nothing. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think there will be any. They but there they, will be. We, there will be. Are, people will be talking about it. It will we, be speculation. It'll be a day of the year that they now control as a possible Daft Punk day, regardless of if they ever do anything ever again or not. The only thing they've ever done uh, this twice is Alive Seven, right? And even that that tour was not called that. They yeah. that was retroactively so, made Alive nineteen ninety seven. I have a question for you. Andy, maybe you know this. I saw somebody post, and then this was like right before we got on mic or whatever today. Uh, somebody posted that the first day they did robots was nine nine ninety nine. Yeah, nine oh nine at nine oh nine. Yeah, yeah. So, well, that's what that's right. the that's so, what they that's like the press kit shit. Yeah, yes. they said that that happened. They yeah. said that. Okay, cool. They, that it didn't sense. come out then. So then, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's the first it's yeah. the cryptic. You know, is it back? Is it retrofitting meaning on things that fit the plan, or is they it always a plan, love numbers? Right? They love they yeah. love numbers that they love pretty numbers. You know, yeah. It doesn't it it doesn't mean anything, but they assign meaning to it. You know, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, we I don't think today we're gonna talk about the new the homework re-release. Now we're gonna do a full album, a uh, full album. Yeah, so event that. like that. Once that gets uh, officially released, we'll go through. Um, but they the uh, the special edition is on Spotify right now. So if you want to go listen to all the remixes, it's again, it's a nothing that we haven't heard before but it's like the first time that they're all put together and it's all just like junior sanchez and uh uh just a bunch of great the masters at work masters at work louis vega yeah a bunch of a bunch of old school 90s people remixing daft punk stuff so but we'll go through that at another time yeah yeah it'll be good uh you know we'll do an episode on the homework reissue and that'll be fun because it has bet we we did homework when we started this and then have meticulously looked at the entire catalog again. Yeah. So we'll be coming uh, back to homework with a different, fresh set of. Uh, yeah, fresh. Fresh. Th- yeah. And that like is a, one of the many tracks we'll like be discussing. A, like a, a phoenix, we're going to rise from the ashes. Uh, and um, uh, Around the World's one of the songs. <laughs> and uh, it, the rest of the gang is in defunct. So rock, rock and roll, brother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'll be a fun app but yeah. so so today we're motor gonna, base remix so, yeah before we're specifically we go through, talking about the 222 stream and, and the live show yeah but before what we go to, through uh i put out a call today about folks uh uh folks any thoughts they had about the show uh if you missed it i'm very sorry uh <laughs> i'm not be faster next time <laughs> yeah some people are at work some people were you know away i get it uh 
they're popping up around the internet, but there's uh, they're zapping them as fast as they go up. Yeah. Um. Uh. But we got uh some nice messages from folks. Uh. We've got Daftpunk dot club on Instagram says I have a very interesting thought. Uh. This is the new way Daft Punk will be active without releasing anything new like live streams and posts on special occasions, anniversaries, significant dates, etc. Which is kind of where we yeah. we kind of feel right now. Um, I do think that the mere fact that they were willing to do some big, um, spectacle like this opens the door for the possibility that at some point in the future, they would be maybe interested in talking about a reunion tour. I, before this, I thought, no way. You're so careful about the way you waffle. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're like, absolutely not. And then it's just like no, seven I, steps removed. Goes to bed tossing and turning <laughs> exactly. doing this. It's just like, no, they won't. Yes, they will. Seven, no, they won't. They seven never Seven or will. eight They're steps removed. He's willing <laughs> yeah. to admit that it's a He's like, I will never <laughs> let myself entertain the possibility. But what if they do? They right. probably will. Do you, think, do you think it's more <laughs> likely that we get a... Even sem, I'm gonna. My definition of semi-consistent is gonna be every no. five years. Do you no. think it's we get a something well, archival they, every five so years or on next, big anniversaries, or do you think it's more likely the next we'll get anniversary a, a, a reunion? Would be 2026. For I'm sure that there'll be a big. At this point, if they're gonna do this for homework, there'll be a big re-release for Discovery. Obviously, 25 years of Discovery is 2026. So I think, yeah, if they're going to do a big re-releases, that doesn't mean that they're back together. That doesn't mean Next they're doing anything. Next year is 30 years of them since I started. As a group. Yeah. I mean, they're doing a, they'll do a big deal for the new wave. <laughs> <laughs> they are technically eligible for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame now. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. They care about the Grammys. I don't know that they care about the... They've never... They've never said anything. Yeah, I think, I so maybe, yeah, 25-year anniversary stuff. Anniversary stuff, you know, they give they give the blessing, they figure out a plan, and they let other people handle the hard hard work. Yeah. yeah. 25-year anniversary of Discovery, sure. Um, same deal for all the album. I, I don't know. Did they do a 25-year anniversary of Human After All? In, what would that be, 2030? I wonder if there's a there's there could like I wonder if some like Tomas could just release music under a different name and we would never know about it. Yeah, like that could happen too. Absolutely. Like there could be other songs he's put out in the ether. Or sure. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like twelve hundred listens on Spotify or yeah. something. I think know? sometimes about like because uh, you know you go back I forget some of the Tomas solo stuff. There yeah. is you know the it's the hard roulette, it's hard the because stuff. I don't know why or if there if he ever has any plans to or what, but Roulette stuff is not on any streaming services. It's hard to find. None of it's licensed. None of it's licensed. I don't think they they cleared any of the samples on that stuff. So that might be a like a legal hurdle that they can't right yeah. now. But none, yeah, none of that Roulette stuff is like all that easily accessible. Because that was feels kind like of a at, vinyl only. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it feels I mean, like it at this CD, at this but. point too, if they wanted, I mean, they don't have to even think a thought about licensing stuff if they wanted to release it right they would be like guy have your guy's guy get the rights because anybody with any sense would would get publicity from being a a a, a source material right. on, yeah. on a, a daft punk but to what the release, question right? is to what end right it's like i agree the beat you know the relay stuff is cool but that's there's a reason it wasn't daft punk stuff and yeah it, 
you know, I, f- I feel like I feel like Daft Punk has a lot of love and respect for their catalog. Yeah, proper. That, but I don't know that like Tomas is interested in cares. navigating yeah. these like songs he made they in one pretty, hour, thirty years. Yeah, ago. they got pretty. Yeah. They stale. They got pretty stale themselves on that sound. You know, that, yeah. they burned that from like 1998 to 2000. They both went pretty hard on a very specific sound, and yeah. none of that stuff is on homework stuff. Barely on his on discovery, and, and all of it on discovery has been reworked into like, like yeah. single. The only title. the only kind of like direct yeah filter shit we get is like I guess one more time is kind of like that, but they've got romantic on it, which yeah. makes it way different. And then I think High Life is the only yeah that's the only one, one that's, that's like, like just where the the it is just about the repetitiveness of it. Yeah, yeah. I want you know I I don't know like I don't know what. I want what their relationship to house music is now. You know I, what I mean, I know we talked like, about them being in the green room for disclosure. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, we talked about the fa- like, if you break down the way that structurally those songs on Ram are, it's just, it's house music patterns for, for gro- like for being an old yeah. fart on your couch. They still are attracted to the theme, thematic, like composition of house music. I think. Yeah, I, I I wonder what in music they're interested in now. Yeah, I mean, from but, newer, but the know, question, younger people. Yeah, the question is, is their interest? You know, because because there's Parcels, kind of a there's kind of a disco know? foundation yeah. to house anyway, right? So is it full circle back to disco because disco is what they're you know, and that's the disco influence on house that while they're younger and and in that Chicago influenced fucking scene but or whatever. But again, is it you're that? taking a very narrow view of their influences. No, you know? I, I'm just I'm saying, is it specifically house that, or is I was it, is thinking it about it. Disco, this, I guess, this was a techno. I was right. thinking about yeah, yeah, I mean, this that's so thing. hard watching this was that, so I I counted the names and teachers, and it is something like 26 of 44 yeah. names are Chicago house people, right. and then you listen to that, what they did, and that is not Chicago house music. No, I mean, no. that is. Tech no, and they only talk. They only shout out like two Detroit people in teachers, but what they're doing that live is at least is techno. techno. That's what I was saying. I sent you the um. It's I crazy. Sent our group the the clip, but the New York Times yeah in reviewing Discovery mentions like it goes from this to this, even into you know Kevin Saunderson Detroit techno. And it was cool that the New York Times put Kevin yeah. Saunderson in the conversation with what they yeah, were doing yeah. on Discovery because that's so like, it's just it like. It's it's wild what they do with their influences. They were obsessed with Chicago house music, and they put out that. That's what they were doing yeah, when they were obsessed house, with Chicago house music. But I mean, music. technically, isn't that kind of what happened in Detroit anyway? Is you get yeah. influenced by Chicago house, and then they create techno. Uh, like house is not. It was never performed live like this. You know what I mean? Like yeah. house was always, yeah. you make it and then you press it to a record and then you spin it. House yeah. is always. I'm going to play two copies yeah. of the same disco record and maybe hook up a drum machine. Yeah. It's always been the, you know, like it, it even though these songs are, are housey tracks, anytime you plug a bunch of synthesizers together, it's going to sound more like techno yeah. than lush, repetitive yeah. disco yeah, shit. That's true. Uh, it was just, it's, it's wild to think about it. Yeah. yeah. They, this like, is, I, and, and it makes you realize like how, it, I, I think this recontextualizes homework in a really cool way. Cause I know some people are like, yeah, there's some melodic stuff on there, but some of it's too long or too repetitive. You know, if you're newer and and you got into it through discovery, yeah, it's hard to go back and listen to like rolling and scratching and understand what it is. 
And when you watch them do it live, you're like, oh, this is what these songs are meant to be. Yeah, this I mean, it's like it's this is how, that's be. what they they started with that that, and yeah. then they made a song out of it, right? It's yeah. not that's make a song and retrofit a performance. Right. So that's that's where, you know, we were talking about it. It's like, you know, there's not that many parts to this 90 minute show, really. I mean, there's yeah. there's a bunch of different songs or whatever, and there's a bunch. I of was trying to track ideas, but yeah. I was trying to track idea after the fact, um, and you can clearly get the Daft Punk stuff down. But then there are like, there are like 10 minutes in between where they're just grooving. And some of it I, I know are, are, are things that I can identify. Some of them are, are, I know that they're like songs from that era that I can't name off the top of my head. And some of it, I'm like, I think they're just fucking grooving for eight minutes in between setups. The main covers are the Todd Terry one. Yeah. The CLS. Can you feel it? And then they do, I don't they, they on the tour they did a couple different ones but from DJ Snake but they do like yeah uh, disco erotica and you can't hide from your bud yeah but it's just like live cover interp yeah you know they interpolate like yeah. the like the the lead from it or yeah whatever. like like the around the world in the chase right that's yeah. Marauder right there we'll get there is, but it is it's, it's very it's, much it's just in the that transitions boom, boom, that it yeah, gets really boom, interesting boom, 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 where yeah. it's like boom, boom, boom. yeah where it's like some of it's just some of it's I don't think anything some of it's just them playing like oh, boom, and that's the thing about a live 2007 that you don't think about because yeah. you're like all right these are the tracks together but there are long chunks of that live record that are only on a live 2007 yeah. those like you know that's the there are like melodic parts of that that move from one song to the other yeah that were written for that right that are they're they're thinking about a show in terms of a full concert and in in filling br- gaps from where from point A to point B, where DJs are just mixing for you know they're not they're they're not trying to build those bridges <laughs> like because they don't have to yeah because they don't know? have to yeah and that's I think I think you can hear it in a live ninety seven you know the forty five minutes we have yeah this paints a much clearer picture of how similar this is to a live two thousand seven I I I agree and I I will even go a step further and to say uh, I made this comment while we were watching it um you can see the beginning of what will become the pyramid in the stage setup yeah um very the projections very on the front clearly the and, well, and I think we don't we don't also just the, enough that, the slow build of yeah. of the of yeah. the idea that it's lights and then and then colors and then visuals into full video I, like yeah. when like the the you don't know what the show is capable of until they show until, like, like the fire and a stuff. fucking hour into yeah. it it's a full-on video of like digital fire and yeah. you're like that that and is brand new and I, that, they didn't they, the restraint to do that is one incredible. thing that i don't think we respect enough just because we are in a a post alive 2007 you know crazy dj setups world is they did have projections moving and starting and stopping yeah. with with the, the 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 melodies or the riffs or, or you know and and audio synced stuff in a way that I did not expect them to have in this in this footage you know I I kind of I expected thematically everything to change with you know obviously burns fire or whatever you know like that kind of stuff is interesting but they had full on starting and stopping uh, time synced clock synced projections um, that were really 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 cool. This show is not that different than a live 2007. It's really not. I mean, it is insofar as you know what I think the major difference in money. their approach. No, no well, yeah, money, <laughs> but the the approach that they took to putting a live show together 
the major difference between Defender Act Tour and Alive 2007 is they were like, all right, this is going to be building fresh into a groove. This eight yes. minutes of the show is going to be building fresh into a groove. And this, and then we're going to transition from that into uh, Revolution 909, whatever the, the order is, or, or from fresh to short circuit. Or like out of a Revolution 909, into fresh, into short, short circuit. 2007, they're like, how can we wrap all of these songs together and mash them up and take this this piece and layer it over the baseline from this? And there's much more like cutting and chopping in that way. You know, I, I'm glad that they did a live 2007 the way they did technology wise because they brought the equipment for this tour that the record was written on and as soon as they jump to ableton and more computer stuff that becomes impossible and there are things that are so complicated and so pristine sounding on discovery that it would have been yeah. i would it's hard to do this like live noodly synth stuff yeah in a field for a ton of people you can do it in a club and you can yeah. control it it is much harder to blast that out to ten thousand people or whatever with a bunch of you know live lines and ten cents and shit. Yeah, I mean it is, and it, but also there is a little bit more of, I, I think, um, I think with the '97 tour, there's more of a uh, technical margin of error. I think you yeah. can you can you can flub a, a sample or a resample or something, and you can fix it right because you're oh, doing yeah. it all live, and, and especially if you're proficient on this. Uh, equipment that and we know that they are right so you you have a little bit more of even even though you have the brain and you have the midi stuff and you have everything saved that you need there's still you know you 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 see the live you know synth leads being being played and and you know there's there there the the precision of alive 2007 is amazing and i i love it and i love alive 2007 um that is a much more precise show than this. This is yeah. is them, again, using the the equipment that they write this stuff on, in in a in a in an insanely proficient. Yeah, in, in you can. Adept it, way. There's no other order for a live 2007. No, that has right. to be the show. Yeah, this they play. Yeah. You know, on the tour, I it says some people have said like generally one chunk of the show is always the same, like these four in a row or whatever, mm -hmm. but. They change the order of this, and kind they of can, stuff. and they they allow themselves op more opportunities to like groove. Yeah, like, you know, like one version of fresh one night might be four minutes, and the next night it might be six or something like that. Whereas, like, yeah, absolutely. with the with the with everything going into a live two thousand seven, you listen like day to day, and it's pretty much the same show. There's like some op like some opportunity for variance, but they constructed that show. This is not quite as constructed i watched a video where someone was saying they're like this is my conspiracy theory but it, it almost seems like they were writing all of these songs to lead up to alive 2007 the way they flow into each other and i don't think it's as thought out as that no. right but it is like i know like sometimes if i'm working on a song in but he b flat he, minor i'll be like i'll do the next one in b flat minor so that i can spin them together absolutely that's just how djs yeah. think they're like these two are in key this works that's what he's t he's he's discovering how dance music works yeah that it's guy, like <laughs> in real time that guy's discovering how dance yeah, music it's not, works it's not like oh i planned this out years it's advanced not, yeah. it's like no the whole thing is the can whole i thing find is, yeah. four or five songs that blend together yeah the whole that's thing what is, djs do can i play two songs on top of each other and add a third one yeah. at some point yeah and it's like that's what you know I, uh, someone in the comment section of the daft punk cover of the gabriel song was like 
this song used to stop the dance floor because it's so clattering and full of shit. Yeah. Like, this is not a good song. But they found the one, you know, like, two-bar part of that yeah. that is very accessible. Because there's, like, in the Gabrielle cover or remix, there's a bunch of kick drums that pump really fast a bunch of different times. And it's not a four-on-the-floor rhythm. Yeah. And it's because they're trying to do the Todd Edwards vocal chop. They chopped up the vocals really weird. And it's like, I don't know, that song is not one that you revisit. But on Alive 2007, that two-bar part is incredible. Yeah. It's like they're, you know, it's it's hard to go back into your own catalog and identify what was not usable or good and pick the little bits. Right. That's the genius of both this, you know, 97 and 2007. Yeah. And, I mean, recognizing recognizing that music you make for listening is different than music you make for performing to make or to make people dance right and that is they know that is another crazy <laughs> success in both the 97 tour and the, the that way that they, they know play which make which music make me lose control yeah well yeah. And they know how to they know they 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 recognize that like again digital love right is not there why why is digital love there not there do you think they don't like the song no, no they just, just recognize not, it's yeah. not for that. You know, yeah. it's it's not for that at all. And there's there's plenty of, of 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 other. I don't know. I mean, I think that you can you can see that that song selection if is I'm, key. <laughs> if I had to guess one song that Gimon has not listened to since they finished it, it would be that song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. It's just like <laughs> he doesn't seem like that nostalgic of a, a guy, and that song is so like prickly sweet. Yeah, it's like that. And, and, yeah, you know, I, I think that it's important. I think it's a good lesson for us as as musicians and stuff to learn. Like, you know, the, you you talk about not not turning on the the lights on the suits until the encore yeah. of the show, not turning on the video till you know an hour. There into was the a set. fog machine yeah. an hour into the yeah. mes- the set. Yeah. In the it's also like you can DJ for an hour. Yeah. And not give anyone vocals. And when you do, it's important. But yeah. you have to have a lot of patience to be like, oh, I don't want to play all my favorite songs at the beginning of the yeah. set. Yeah. It's like you can you can you can let things build and yeah. it, it takes a lot of patience to do anything cool an hour into something. And yeah. that's something I'm not very good at and I want to get better at. Yeah. Yeah, patience. Just I'm, let I'm it not cook. <laughs> Especially uh, heard from when my- you're trying to control the tempo of a set over yeah. an hour or two hours, you have to you have to you be have able to. to do it. Yeah. And they have like they, this this is pretty nonstop. But there's also they le- they let it power down like two, or three, four times throughout that hour and a half. Yeah, uh, where they like, um, they crushed, they like whipped everybody into a frenzy with the live burning, and it boils down into just the kick drum. Yeah, for like a full minute almost, just, and then they start layering in those around the world a baselines on top of that and like then they let that build for like almost two minutes before they layer in anything else and it's just like they are nearing the end of their set pre-encore and there's like two and a half minutes of very minimal anything happening yeah. and it's because they know that the longer that they let it be patient and slow play it the more nuts everybody's gonna get by the time once once around the world finally gets kicking we don't know? see a lot we don't go see a lot of bad stuff right like <laughs> we when That's we when opinion. we go to shows yeah we pick like this is going to be a good one yeah it's not you know i feel like i don't see a lot of you don't you don't realize a poorly paced set 
until you're around we one, but see. we only go see, you know, like, it's like, let's go see DJ Minx. Let's yeah. go see, you know, these people we love who are like we should superstars. Poorly, poorly constructed sets. Well, it is. I mean, when you're in it, you're like, oh, this is weird. Or this yeah. hasn't let up. Or are they still playing this? Yeah. We only go see stuff where you don't notice that because everyone's putting you on. You hear that, folks? We only go see good folks. <laughs> but I mean, like, we when we saw Claude, yeah. Terrence Parker opened. He's a genius in his own right. Yeah. You know, he has a bunch of huge he's been doing detroit yeah. stuff for 30 years it's like we don't get to see and we and that we remarked how he was just like he was playing like old like disco standards for a while yeah. and then he played and then talking snapped, heads yeah and then snapped he was playing like radio hits like yeah. freaky went from like Katie talking Perry heads fireworks to and stuff yeah. Katy perry and then like with a snap of a finger he was in like in like a dark hole of techno and you're like what the hell or, like happened? opening or uh, getting minx opening for uh the russell show we were yeah. at it's like She's cooking and playing kind of piano house stuff, and we're having fun, and it's heating up. And then she flips it, and then it's like, "Oh, we are, we are, we are listening to techno now." Yeah, yeah. Those are, you know, you know, we we don't go see a lot of like middling opener stuff at some random night, like I did in my early twenties. And now that I'm doing more DJing and producing it, it's like. I don't have time to go see middling DJs. <laughs> <laughs> you get my point. Uh, yeah, Listeners, you understand what I'm you saying. Get, yeah, get they're, they're on your side. Uh, sure. Gaff Searney <laughs> uh, reached out to us. Thanks, he bud. said, my jaw dropped to the floor when Tomas sang uh, Teachers Live and shouted out Mr. Marley at the end. Mind-blowing. That was so cool. That so was very that cool. Is... We'll get to that. We'll or do you want to get to? I was going to say, I, I think, think that we that's go, an, like, I think it's an octaver, right? Not of not because there was there was a debate freshly in all of the comment sections of everything on. Uh, it's so cool seeing him on the vocoder. No, I think it, it was, was just, just an octaver, octaver right? Yeah. yeah, I think so too. But that was very you, cool. They to are see him too low. precise about the vocoder yeah. and the talkback stuff to do it live. I yeah. think so too. Uh, Daft Punk dot nine oh nine reach out to us. The fresh vocals were they live? Uh, there were or there was writing on the keys, which could have been the names. I didn't see it though. The uh, I, synth I, line was live in fresh, which was incredible. That to see. was incredible. I think that the the names were written on the um, on the low synth when he did teachers. I do not yeah. think it was. Um, I, it was a different. It was not the what is it, the one hundred six that he plays. Yeah, the the one hundred six. The one hundred six is what was Park. the fresh. Yeah, the 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 Juno one hundred six is what was the fresh um, lead, yeah. and then I I don't know what was the teachers we got to talk about that moment with the the piano solo into the one note thing yeah we will yeah i think we go track by track after this quickly uh and then uh, alexander davila 98 said the visuals were nice to look at especially the ones for defunct rock and roll and around the world into the chase uh so th thanks everybody for uh taking that journey with us thanks for reaching out and uh uh if if at any point you want to talk to us about Daft Punk, we're always uh, our, our we won't we won't we won't do it anymore. Reviews. No, this um, is it. This info at alive twenty twenty one dot com is the uh, Gmail. Uh, if you have any comments, questions, if you want to tell us your personal Daft Punk story, uh, we love hearing from you. So and thank you. Some of you you utilize this um, on Tuesday, like we mentioned, but you're welcome to to tag us or tag the podcast yeah. uh, on you your follow social, us on our personal stuff. Posts. You can hit me up on whatever. I love talking about this. Yeah, stuff. I mean, we are. It's stuff. funny. You think that we put the mic away and we stop. We 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 turn off the recording and we stop talking like this. No, this is this is how we. No, behave my wife. All the time. My wife begs me to stop talking like this. Uh, most yeah, of she's the time. correct. She's correct. So, yeah. yeah, live at the Mayan. I was. Oh, we're gonna start talking about it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we're live at the Mayan, 1997. Yeah. Uh, the the live stream 
started the exact same way that the clip on the DVD starts uh, outside the club with that like ni- 90s ass uh, yellow text that says Daft Punk 1997 on it. And I was like, shit, like this is very cool, but they're just going to show that 15 minutes we've all seen before. No, no, yeah. no. Um, nope. No, 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 no. Uh, so we got uh, famously in uh, for 2007, they started with the um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which our show starts with. This they started with like moody, uh, like atmospheric, like lightning. <laughs> like, yeah, it was like rolling thunder and lightning. I was like, what the hell they is talk going about, on? Uh, Larry the- Levan at the Paradise Garage used to do stuff where he because the sound system there was incredible. They would do like a train coming around the garage. Oh, like a, or the like, Doppler effect? Yeah, they would do a lot of like Doppler effect stuff and yeah. like very like. They would take sounds that you would not hear in a club and play it at that volume, and it feels like they were doing that kind of stuff. That's like old disco DJ energy to like do that like and atmospheric if, shit. If there's any 21-year-olds in 1997 who are going to do old disco DJ shit. It's yeah, these it's these two. guys who are obsessed with <laughs> yeah, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, that's we, we, we don't talk about it enough, but one of my favorite things about these two guys is how big of fucking dorks they are. Absolutely. <laughs> They're dorks just like us. This concert... Uh, Took place nigh two weeks after my sixth birthday. Oh yeah, so I was there obviously. Yeah, in spirit. <laughs> my parents for my. I was birthday. ten years old and I don't know what I was doing that was more important than seeing this concert. <laughs> I do not see a version of my parents letting me go to the roller rink in Chicago to see this tour when I was five. And I, mom, dad, mom, please, please can you take me to some Chicago to see techno? <laughs> please let me take the train down. To, let me go see pre-robot techno. <laughs> please let me take the train down to Chicago and see some techno mom, in a roller rink. Mom, give me forty bucks, please. Please give me forty dollars to see the sound of the future. <laughs> let me give me forty dollars to see the sound of the future. To see the sound of the future. <laughs> the is that the one with that? Is that the one that was uh, with Paul, was that show with Paul Johnson in Chicago? Is that the one yes. that we talk about? Yeah, yeah their, first, their first their first tour date. We all know that their first American date was the '94 Wisconsin Outdoor Festival. Yeah, everybody has that knowledge even right further. Hand. Even further festival in ni- uh, uh, yeah. Yep. Their first tour date on this tour was in 96 and it was a just a dj set instead of this live show and they opened for paul johnson and another person they shot on teachers whose name escapes me at the moment pierre maybe yeah, dj pierre or something i, I so. can't remember yeah. um but we have that flyer somewhere I, mean, I can share that on instagram again hey while we're talking about that stuff uh you should go watch the bbc documentary uh i was there when house took over the world i watched that this week very cool and it's all interviews with like those guys hell yeah That's hell awesome. yeah I wasn't there when House took over the world, and I wish I could have been. Yeah. I hate being 10 years old when the House takes over the world. <laughs> <laughs> this was, this was, you were probably one I, I hate at being, this point. I hate being two years old when House takes over the world. Why wasn't, why wasn't my mom taking me out to shake my booty when I was 18 months or That's whatever? That's what Tomas and Guimon are complaining about with disco. They're like, oh, yeah. it fucking sucks. Yeah, I, it sucks that I was a so kid with these. sucks. Kids, they, this fuck when I was a kid, when these is these dudes are doing this music, it fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so atmospheric lightning opens yeah. the show. Yeah, atmospheric lightning. Uh, um, you got any more thoughts on that? <laughs> well, it goes into like kind of a heartbeat and then a flatline fuzz, right? Yeah, or, and then and then they then they open it up. Uh, and to uh, so they start this con, they start this tour. Uh, or at least this specific set with a bunch of crap that, <laughs> sorry, 
<laughs> I forgot that we're on air. I can't I can't use the word crap. Uh, I don't. I mean crap lovingly. We all know that. Uh, Not every moment of everything they've ever done needs <laughs> a yeah. perfect reference. They, they start this show with a bunch of stuff that is not represented at all in a live 2007 which was in and of itself very cool so we we get a kind of a noodly just kind of ramping up music uh they never really kind of drop it it's just kind of this like scoping because that song never really happens it, it Even never though i love that it tune was, it doesn't like yeah it doesn't like yeah so they just kind of and, and it, it's fun to so that is not on homework it was on it was a b-side to the defunct single yeah. which at the time here right now in the world defunct single is outselling homework yes so so there are more people wait i yeah is that true because th- at this point homework has by the time the mayan theater show comes out possibly homework has yet. been out for a year and the around the world music video that's has been true out for a year. but there are there are people but this could be the big song this could be one of the big songs yeah. i know from Daft yeah Punk. that it's crazy they show they open with music and i i think if they play a show in 2021 and they play a little music there is a little po- populations like of the crowd that's like yeah music here they open with it and, and people the, are nuts people go crazy because the, like there are people who have not heard any other daft punk other than their single their da- defunct single. I want to figure out something to do with music because I love this song, music. but it never yeah. really like. I want to figure out how to. It is a great way. Go. It's a great song to open. It is a. It is a real and true. It is like Daft Punk's real and true B side. It's yes. not an album track. It is a B side in the proper like ninety sense of a song that's not quite fully realized, but cool enough to put out as a special. They love thing it enough that single. they called their greatest hits up until that point. Music. So. Yeah. Um. Uh, so it, it's cool to hear that represented. It's very cool to hear the crowd be so hype about it, um, which is a cool thing to think about where this band was at this point. Like a B-side on Defunct is maybe more important to a lot of people listening to this than Roll It and Scratch It or whatever. It would be astounding. Maybe we should do it because they never will. But like Weird Al does that tour where he does the stripped down small band just <laughs> B-side, not parody that. songs or whatever. Yeah. Like he does the more. It's like a tour for Rare Cuts yeah. weird stuff. It would be incredible to put together a Daft Punk set of only the weird stuff. Yeah. Only the small songs. Only the. Bunch of roulette and yeah, incredible like, stuff. And or e- even just from the Daft Punk catalog. Yeah. But just the stuff that's not represented in the Fresh. other parts. Yeah, that so, would be that would be fun to try and that would yeah, be fun. build a DJ set out of that. Yeah, man. If we ever do for, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that off mic. <laughs> I've got an idea for that. <laughs> it's incredible how many ideas we have as a group. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we a lot of ideas. We're ideas people. We're yeah. definitely ideas. I'm people. not. I'm not actionable people. I'm ideas people. <laughs> um, I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get more in the ladder. Yeah. Less the- so speaking of stuff that is not represented on Alive 2007, they go straight from music into Revolution 909. What a treat! Which is it is it is there's that that like uh, wobbly noise the under part. Yeah, yeah. Is I I can understand how they could never find a way to mix it in with the way that 
Alive 2007 I mean, it's, is layered because it's such a busy track. This song belongs on that. I don't know why. Yeah, it, it's it so is, um, cool. One of the yeah. housiest things they ever Yeah, do. I was going to say, this is the house song of this set, right? Yeah. Which yeah. we know they're obsessed with. And they've with. got, the they've got like, the crowd noise. Like, pan- like this, <laughs> this show starts in a panic. They play police yeah. sirens, and they're playing noises of people screaming. <laughs> this show starts, they start it as in a panic, and then they they ramp it up into Revolution 909, and already people are going nuts. You wouldn't do this now. Like, you would not do, this show, 90% of the beginning of it is a full strobe. Yeah. Which you, like, people don't full strobe yeah. at concerts that much, and it starts with police siren and people screaming. <laughs> And like the even the fire at the end, I don't think you this would show. This would not feel like safe were, in a yeah. concert. Also, now. you got to remember this is '97, so like you you saw it a couple times at the show. I mean, there are just people rampantly smoking cigarettes because that's what you do. Oh yeah, in in, in, in clubs then, which we are not used to it's, nowadays. It's so, so like, there's cigarette smoke. There's people. I was fucking... I was at a I was at a club one time, and this this guy was hanging out with his friends. And the bouncer came over to him. He's like, you got to put that out. And this guy was like, no, dude, it's a joint. And the, <laughs> and the bouncer was like, oh, okay. And left him alone. Isn't that wild? <laughs> How much yeah. that's changed? There yeah. was a time where I would be watching my favorite band and just smoking a cigarette. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'd be yeah. at the magic stick smoking a yep. cigarette. Yeah. The bouncer <laughs> no. let him alone. <laughs> it was crazy. Now it's like, hey, 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 you can smoke that weed, but you better not have you a cigarette. You better not have a cigarette. <laughs> that's nuts. That's very funny. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Uh, it was time. like... And it's it's kind of even after watching this, it's almost kind of hard to uh, to visualize what the Alive 2007 version of 909 would be because it's just so perfect here. This is like this thing. This song was built to be in this set, and it rocks. I mean, it's 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 a it's a house intro that gets you into techno pretty much here. I guess for the way they utilize it, and they have a lot of samples in this show. Yeah, right. This is not just synthesizers and. Because it, the, you know, if it were just synthesizers, it would be very technical. But they have all of the stuff loaded up on the and you know, a the lot USP. of samples that they don't play anywhere else. They yeah. they sampled a bunch of shit for this show that isn't that do not show up on homework. Some like you know, there's yeah. like some like vocal samples that they mix from like in other songs and from, stuff from yeah. other songs that that they mix in and then chop up and reverse. Yeah, and be like <laughs> the reverse. The reverse they, effects is so yeah, cool. Yeah, they have this like vocal sample that's like rock to it, you know, rock, and then they like slow it down and then it, they reverse it and they make a beat out of this guy going like. Because <laughs> usually <laughs> when you reverse that kind of stuff, like in sets, it's from a reverse roll. Yeah, like sp- like back spinning slowly yeah. on the on the no, they're, decks, they're reverse- but they're doing it with the hardware and it's so cool. <laughs> It's so cool. They're like, they're just songs. fucking French dweebs messing around with computers for an hour and a half in front of a crowd that is losing its mind. It is in so cool. Evil, in Evil Woman by Electric Light Orchestra, yeah, uh, which they sample for face to for um, face to face. There's a chunk of that on that song that's like otherwise a pop song that just has a weird reverse break for like 25 seconds and it's an incredible part of the song that's a great part of those guys those guys love elo they named their record after an elo record and it has a weird chunk of it that's got this like reverse part of it Check out. Maybe we should do an ELO. Maybe we should do ELO Discovery as an. Yeah, I would that'd be, love that's a good to idea. do ELO Discovery. Yeah, man. So we we've been talking about like future stuff that we could do. We're gonna we're gonna expand Sound of the future. We're gonna Sound <laughs> of the future. We're gonna expand to some albums that are in this same world. We're gonna expand to some Daft Punk adjacent stuff. We're gonna we're gonna do episodes where we cover some of the movies that they're obsessed with, some of the albums they're obsessed with. You know, we could do we could do some of the things they fear. <laughs> some of the things they fear. 
The greatest fears. Greatest fears. And Def, their their greatest, greatest fears, fears and their biggest influences. Yeah. <laughs> fears and influences episodes. Um, so, uh, 909 yeah. winds down. And this is they're only two songs in, and they they do a full their first full like wind down of the set. Uh, they bring it, they quiet it down after nine oh nine, and then the perfect shot. They've got Tomas's. It's like up and over Tomas's shoulder, so we can watch him play the like guitar solo yeah. from Fresh at, on a synthesizer. The Juno one oh six. That was it. Was very cool to see him. Yeah. To uh, manipulate that synthesizer to make that friggin' man, it is, it is. I mean, he is a proficient live artist. I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I recognize how difficult. Man, he. That's what I look. That's what I say to myself when I'm watching a good concert. Wow, that guy's proficient. Well, like, listen, listen. I'm not gonna. I'm not talking shit about Gimon at all. But like, Tomas is the live brain. We know. You know? We know. And they have said. That Tomas is the gear guy. Yeah. But also, I mean, not just but you I don't, mean, you, watching you, him pl- being a gear guy and being able to play that that solo yeah. in the way that he did. On, on, I mean, it's it's again, it's impressive, but also it's impressive. I don't know. I, I just it's it, it, it is it is cool to see the from behind the overhead, the the hands on on, you know, and also him, you know, he is. He's fucking in it. If you look at his yeah. leg and he's with yeah, it, he man. never loses a beat. And it, it is, it is, you know, even notably after that fresh solo, right? He plays the solo and then he's got two keys held down and they cut and Gimon comes over and takes those yeah. two keys over and he's <laughs> doing a bunch of stuff uh, on the, the 106 and he, and he's utilizing but the synth and know, the parameters like, or whatever. But that is a utility role in a, in a Tomas live that, show. Like, fresh, fresh has that lick. And then it, and then it, that synth uh, solo kind of just stays. Yeah. One note of it stays as like layered over the rest of the track. Right. We watch Tomas do the solo, and then Gimon like yeah, he hands him whole, the first yeah. and the fifth right there. Watching him go yeah. over to the deck and like get him back, get him back on when he's gotten <laughs> off beat. Yeah, <laughs> it's very uh, yeah. I don't, you know, you don't. They do not perform music like this. In a live 2007, that's not what that show is. Right. You know, they get to they get to do the in between stuff on the Voyager synths in the pyramid, but it is not this. No, and they don't get to do it for even the Grammy stuff. Like that 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 is not as uh, like this is the most Absolutely. live nothing, thing they do. But yeah, so they 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 farm the live element out in the Grammy performance to Stevie yeah. wonder and Niall and, and, uh, the drummer Omar, uh, I'm forgetting Hakeem. his last name. Hakeem. Um, yeah. And they're, they're in there mixing the, the tracks, uh, or, you know, the elements. Yeah. The, yeah. Or doing more this sequencery is, thing. Yeah. This is the this most is them playing like, music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. They gave life back to it. They gave life back to music. They had to. So that <laughs> Nicholas Jarre could Most take of their songs are about music. <laughs> I know. that. Uh, it is so silly. Like, some people don't some people don't respond well when I say that, but it's like, it is fun to listen to a song about how much fun it is to listen to songs. And it's people like, are like, what, what are you talking if about? If your, whole, if your whole thing is how much you, <laughs> your whole life is making music, it's like, what else do you have to write about? Yeah. It's like improv about improv. It happens yeah. to everybody. <laughs> music, like... Like 
one more time is one of, is possibly my favorite song of all time, and it, it's a song about how much fun it is to listen to your favorite song again. I'm like, yeah, all their songs are like robot rock, rock and roll, rock, rock and this, rock, yeah, give life back to me. All their songs are about just yeah. like listening to music. Yeah, and it rocks. I love. This is our song about um, having raving. a good time. <laughs> this is our song about all our favorite music. This is my song about having a good time. These are my song. This is my song about the radio. <laughs> like all, all of homework is about music. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But, but also, like, I'm, the other they're obsessed. Is, they're obsessed with all of it. Like, it's fun to hear Tomas talk about, like, he's like, you know, reggae. He's I read that one interview. He's like, reggae uh, came from, like, the distortion of FM uh, waves oh, yeah. getting down to Jamaica and shit. And, like, how much weird, like, fuzzier the, the low ends were because of the distortion on the radio. And he's like, that's, that's awesome. They They play music based on how... The distortion of radio and that's waves. That's why a lot of it. homework has the compression it does because it's yeah. meant to sound like FM radio. <laughs> I, I for, know. You know? He, it's like, he's just like he was when he's talk when he talks about homework stuff. He's like, we love the radio. <laughs> I mean, the other the other thing to think about too is is you know, French is their primary language, right? So so you know, again that that other lyrics. You know, I'd say music is their primary language. Well, I, yes. All right. Fine. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt your point to do a not that good bit. <laughs> it's fine. I like the bit. <laughs> but my point is, I mean, I, it's it's if you're finding ways to be relatable in, you know, you're 20 at the time or whatever, yeah. you're not as like later in life. They're much more confident in their music. Not that they're not confident. Obviously right. But they got. My point is, also had you it. know, that is their their themes are are simplistic and music based. Like DJ Sneak wrote the lyrics for Digital Love. Right. And so when do they get? A song with I I wrote lyrics. the lyrics for Around the World. I mean, that's my <laughs> point. Is do we get we get all the way to Ram before we have like a, an, uh like full on choruses, full and on shit? choruses and stuff, right? I mean, I can't think of anything else right now. Well, Digital Love, uh, Digi- but, but I'm but saying yeah. that's DJ Sneak, right? Yeah. So we and uh uh well, Face to Face, but T E wrote that. Yeah, Todd Edwards wrote that, and I'm pretty sure he didn't. I can't remember. I would have to go back and relook at all the I random accessory stuff on this. On, on this, we get to the part that has the CLS, Can You Feel It? And that's one of their favorite songs. And they shout out Todd Terry on the song. They do it in the set. They do it in Teachers. And then a big chunk of the lyrics on Discovery are Romanthony saying, Can, Can you feel, feel it? it? Like, that's a that's the yeah. name of one of the most famous house songs Can to them. That's yeah. wild. They that's love cool. they love this stuff. Yeah. And I love it, too. And I love them. And I will always will. And I never won't. <laughs> I <laughs> got that part out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, keeping going this idea, we get to, oh, go ahead. yeah. So three start show starts with three songs that we don't get to hear live from them ever again, which is very cool. Uh, and then they, I, I've always, you know, we, we talked about it in the, in our alive 1997 episode, how short circuit was the only future song that they incorporated into live stuff from around this time. Uh, so like we know. We know that they have at least parts of one more time, like record, like done and shit. Short circuit is something that they incorporated live. I had no idea it was this big of a. It's like a full ass song. Yeah, yeah. In this show, that was awesome. It's in. Yeah, it's definitely. We knew it was in there, and we knew it was. I didn't in, know. Um, it was, I didn't know it was as big of a part of the the show. It's a. Yeah, they. It's not a big part of the catalog for me. I don't think of that that often. No, yeah, but it was I. at this time because they were spinning it in the DJ sets yeah. too. Yeah, and this does not. This is not. People don't know what this is until Discovery comes out in two thousand one. I mean, this <laughs> that's might, crazy. Yeah. This might put us down a rabbit hole that we don't need to go down. But if 
Short Circuit is the track that didn't get on to homework, and it did get on to Discovery. What else? Well, my question is, does that does that kind of answer our narrative to is there much homework era stuff laying around? Right. Right? Well, I, I, Short I think- Circuit and what Short Circuit, One More Time, and Too Long are like the holdovers, right? Yeah, They're because the those stuff are that 90, they, 98. They, but, that's the before. shit that they wrote with – yeah. Before they had the real idea of the concept of discovery. Right. So my point is, I think it's more likely that there there is, you know, this is getting into the conversation we had before. I think it's more likely that if there is anything else, it's discovery era. I will floor, say not homework era stuff. right now. If I ever got in a situation where I got a, a make a wish, my make a wish. <laughs> <laughs> my make a wish would be for Tomas to show me all the Daft Punk stuff that's never seen the light of day. <laughs> because they're like <laughs> I'm sure you can think of a better use of your make a wish no. than that, bud. No. Anna, is your look your wife doesn't listen to this, man. <laughs> and I told her this. <laughs> I think that if there were more Daft Punk tracks from this era, then the B-sides to their singles would not all be remixes from other yeah. people. I think they would have released them. Yeah. Yeah. But we, we do know, like, if, I, they, at this time, they were also bragging about how little time they were spending making music. That's true. Because there's that one interview where Tomas is like, Defunct yeah, you know, we might, like, work, we might work on stuff like, you know, five hours one day and then nothing else for the rest of the week. We don't need to be working on it all the time if the stuff we're working on is sounding good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, at, at the time of homework, it's like, yeah, we, like, work on it for a little bit and then we go out to the clubs and listen to music and stuff. Yeah. They yeah. weren't like they. Whereas later, it's like we are so enveloped in everything <laughs> and this whatever. At the when they're nineteen, they're like, no, we're having fun. We're having fun, and that's you know, yeah. Homework is an underdeveloped record compared to the other ones because of that. Yeah, they're they're like, yeah let's get this groove going. But also, you know, the, it is the, fun. It's fun too to go back and listen to. I'm so I've been I've been re researching specific parts of for my own reasons. Uh, Cool, dude. <laughs> cool, man. But to f- I'm finding people talking about them and being like, at first, I didn't really get what they were doing around here because, like, everybody else was fucked up on a, a game on nitrate and, uh, and ecstasy, yeah. and th- they were just like two quiet losers in the corner. And, like, and that was everybody's perception, like, the Soma guys and the other French guys, and like London, London DJs specifically, because around, around this time, like London dance culture was kind of a cesspool and all those dudes are like, I didn't really trust them because they were the only two sober losers at the club. <laughs> I get but it's like, and you like know, yeah, man, they, like they just loved it. I, I mean, I like, got into dance music as a sober loser, <laughs> <laughs> but I yeah, think that there was a straight edge in, in yeah. high school and I loved house yeah. music. I think that there is a, a, um, an un, un, a, 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 a severely underrated factor of making music is lis- listening to music, but also intelligently talking. Like, like even the the hour before recording, where you and I just sat here fucking around with synths and talking about mixes yeah. and stuff. You know, that will inform stuff that I do. And, yeah. and you know, if you're, I also agree with you know partying partying helps inform what works in a party setting. Also, but I do not think you can. I don't think you can you can be successful without the research and the actual critical thinking in the way of like you don't 
you don't go out and try to make a movie if you've never seen TV or whatever, right? right. Like you don't. You need to know what's going on, <laughs> and you don't have to start from zero and figure shit out. <laughs> Unless your name's Gabby Newbauer. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things though where you do. Sometimes you hear people putting out music, uh, with some of the some of this kind of stuff. Where you're like, oh, you haven't spent a lot of time enjoying in music. this this kind of music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some people like right. try to put yeah. out a, a, a track in a genre. It's like, oh, you haven't spent a lot of time in that genre. Yeah, I mean, it's really easy to, you know, like I fall down a pitfall. I don't know if you guys know this, but there will be a, a week straight where all I listen to the to is the Chemical Brothers. And then I can, only, I can only make, you know, psychedelic weirdo sounds or whatever. And then, you know, it, it's, I don't know, if you, if you focus too much on a microscopic niche or whatever, it's it's microscopic niche is my middle name. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about we talk about the Chemical Brothers. All I can hear is Pete Tong being like the legends, Tom and Ed, yeah. Chemical, <laughs> the Chemical Brothers, the yeah. Brothers Chemical. <laughs> I can't. I can only hear him. <laughs> I want to put a supercut of just Pete Tong's twenty seconds from the la- from every <laughs> essential because in, in the Overmono essential BBC One essential mix, he's like the other Tom and Ed. Yeah, he's <laughs> so funny. He, the way he talks, Tong, if you're listening to this, come on the pod. I love you so much. Open invitation. We love you so much. He talks about uh, this shit the same way we do, where it's like, the, like, the, it'll be like, it'll be two DJs who have been who whose first like hit was like a year ago, and he's like the legendary sound. I was like, hell yeah, man. <laughs> hell yeah, man. <laughs> Pete Tong so yeah. much. His life is incredible. He gets to make cool music and DJ cool music and host all this cool stuff. Yeah. He had a movie it. named after him that he's not a part of. <laughs> They're like Cockney Slide. Yeah. There's a movie called It's All Gone Pete Tong yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Man, I love Pete Tong so much. Um, we should do the Tong cast. The, the Tong, tong song. Tong cast. The Tong song. <laughs> <laughs> that tong, the Tong, Tong, Tong. What track are we on now? <laughs> so right. Short Circuit gave, gives way into... The next, the next like fucking twenty minutes of the show, honestly, because we get we get Defender Act into Defunct, into Armand Van Helden's ten minutes, 10 of, minutes funk of Funk remix of Defunct. I think that is the superior version to Defunct. I love that version. They you do, have to they get, use it more I time. <laughs> you have to. You have to they <laughs> like it more than their version because they play it for longer during the set. Get out. It gets dialed up so because Defunk is slow and they dial it up with yeah. that. It is. It is. It's the party I, version. I mean, what the? Yes, that's the key here. Get I think out. is I think that they they utilize the rep. You know, because they utilize the reputation of their it's be hard version. to be. <laughs> I, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> <laughs> they utilize their version to get the recognition. Ignition, you know, and yeah. all of these people who are Daft Punk fans theoretically know this song pretty damn well. Um, but then they they recognize, like you said, it's not the party version, right? Yeah, it turn isn't. it up. I this this is really interesting part of the show. In uh, ben, ben Cardu's book, uh, we interviewed him. Yes. Um, uh, I, I've been reading it. He talked to Richie Houghton, and Richie Houghton says in there like defunct was a pivotal moment for all of it because techno had been in a little bit of a rut like creatively and he's like that was the first that was a a track that everybody stopped and looked at and said like there's different stuff we can do and yeah you don't have to do it at 140 yeah and it forced people to to experiment with bpm it forced people to experiment with different rhythm section stuff it forced people to 
experiment with different drum patterns and like people doing this music around this time look specifically at that song as like a, a as a turning point in the genre and we and it's fun to watch them whip through De- defender act into it and then into a, a way that one of their peers like creatively used their track it it was just it's fun to watch I don't know if t- what where trip hop was at at this point. I don't know where down tempo stuff was at the time. Yeah, of I don't know Defunk enough about coming yeah. out because you know I know that by the time homework comes out, that's more prevalent. We have more down tempo stuff, but like I feel like everything was so dialed up because it was yeah. like jungle and hardcore and stuff, all this fast shit. Well, they their first two singles, the Soma the Soma releases are the new wave that's at 141 BPM, and then they put out Defunk that's at 100 111 118 depending on yeah that's crazy <laughs> and and yeah and like people was around the time because they had there is that hardcore song that they did i forget what it's called not assault uh, G5 but something else. Or, yeah. yeah whatever that's like you know that's like 200 bpm yeah. there's a lot of shit at that tempo at that time yeah um and it, yeah it's cool to hear people like richie hawk and say things about like that and it's and it's cool to like the before before the virgin signing before the virgin release of defunct the virgin release. <laughs> before they signed with virgin records and they re-released defunct and put out the um music video and like it really took off it they sold 30,000 copies on soma yeah which That's is a big release nuts um and one of the one of the big moments was that uh chemical brothers started using it in their live show defunct that's what put them on the map that's what put them on the map I watched a short documentary about Detroit Techno. It was like a half hour, and it was from probably 1999. And Richie Houghton is in it a bunch because he's from Windsor, and he came up in the Detroit scene. And the way I picture Richie Houghton is not how he was in yeah. the 90s. He's like, he's got a shaved head, and he's got these little round glasses, <laughs> yeah. and he looks just like he, he looks like, like he just looks shaved. like a 90s dork. And now he's like, <laughs> now he's kind of he's a little more gaunt, and he's got like this long hair and yeah. stuff. And it's so funny watching him back then talking about stuff. Absolutely, and he was an expert back then too. But he's like, he's become cool. He was not a cool. His his, that his was energy cool. was <laughs> not. <laughs> that was the coolest thing you. Could he's be. like a cool. He's like cool. The now. coolest thing he, you could be is uh is look like an extra in the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we gotta keep we gotta keep <laughs> barreling gotta through keep it. We're really going. We're, we're about to we're about to pass the length of the set. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. good. Let's, we'll keep it moving. I got um uh I uh, but I gotta yeah, go. It's fun to talk ironically, about. do some homework tonight. Homework, oh, wow. just but re- yeah. regular homework. I gotta um, do regular homework tonight. We are yeah. There are fans of of ours that are not gonna figure out how to watch the show. <laughs> so you guys go figure it out. Go do, figure it out. We can, uh, it's out there if you want to figure it out. Figure it out. Uh, um, so rolling and scratching, we talked about on the Daft DVD episode because that was a special feature. Um, so rolling and scratching my nuts. Rolling and scratching my nuts. Uh, um, that this is the one. I think this. If anybody's seen like pictures from this set, it's probably it's of got this the blue it's got and the red, red cross. And, yeah. The red. Um, yeah. That that is very. It's it's one of very nineties. Very nineties. Rolling and scratching into a live is like these are those are two songs that they made Man. to be live sh- live uh um i will tell you i've they, said it before on this show i'll say it again when alive locks in it, it is one of my favorite moments in music in, in so all cool. of music yeah. uh, those are two two songs that are like scientifically uh 
engineered to drive people insane and they know it. I think that's why they put them back to back. I think that's why that they are they're in this portion of like we're like this is this is at like 35 to 55 minutes into this show or whatever. It's like ramping up towards the end before the encore and like yeah, we're just going to like drive you nuts. We're going to drive you nut nuts for 15 straight minutes with these two songs. It's so good. Yeah. That's it is funny that they they because what do they pair they pair what do they pair burning with on live 2007 um, um, i would have to i, I can have, get it yeah. keep going i'll, I'll get to because i feel like I but can't the, they they flip alive into uh that song you just yeah into, can you feel can it? you feel it by, by todd terry and all of a sudden it flips into this shit that sounds like the mortal Kombat soundtrack yeah. in the middle of nowhere and you're like wow yeah and you know what todd terry is still putting out incredible music every single week. Yeah. Every uh, single week. I, swear, I swear to every week in my release radar, there's Todd Terry stuff, and it's not all back catalog stuff. A lot of it's new. It's new. And a lot of it's with Junior Sanchez. Yeah. A lot of it's with yeah. it's good, like actively right now, every week, new, there's still incredible, there. like very modern house music comes out. That's um, it. Yeah. Burnin' is with too long. Um, yeah, that's okay. Because right. uh, yeah. Burnin's another one that also is like that that's a song that drives you. It's the next track. Yeah. It's like so a, that so it's they, the next track. So it's one, two, three. I they've mean, got yeah. and they've got the they've got rolling and scratching into alive into can you feel it is all just this one big uh, loud insanity of 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 craziness and then they take this opportunity to dial it back down again. They go to almost nothing except crackling fire it is jarring how much nothing they go to yeah. but it's it feels like forever but it's not that long yeah but it just they wind it down to almost nothing the the video screens and projectors show flames coming over uh they're they're like they're the two fellas are draped in just it looks fire. unsafe for it's a night crazy in the age of we've had people die in big nightclub fires yeah you would not feel like you would not it's crazy. And, it's very and it's cool. Just, it looks the, awesome. All that's coming, it looks awesome, and all that's coming over is crackling fire. Well, they have fire, but then like they also have they also have a, a mover, a moving uh, light head sh- with a gobo shooting like what looks like embers yeah. across, which makes it very cool. What do we think? So, uh, the homework release cycle was such that it came out in January of '97. Yeah, had they did they shoot all the music videos? So some of the music, like, they has Burnin' had the music video yet? Uh, that I, might be this later. Is, this ha- I don't know, actually. This is a year after the release of the record. Yeah. But the, the Around the World video came out, I think. The Burnin' video. Yeah, that's so the Burnin' video is the one in the hotel room. It starts with the fire truck. Yeah. And this Johnson is the one that Paul CJ. Johnson is in. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just wondering, like. And they have cameos as as part of the uh, yeah. the, the people in the in the club there. This came out September 4th. 15th 1997 the burning video and this was january of 97 so the the video had been out for three or three months okay yeah gotcha yeah well, it seems like probably the videos were all out by the or time. wait because this is the this is the penultimate uh performance wait, wait, tour, yeah right? when yeah yeah that makes homework sense. came out in january 97 right and this, so this is was december september, 97 september 97 the, the video yeah yeah, this so show is the, December '97. Yeah, so we're we're so, yeah so everything's we're, out. Okay, we're yeah. three months out of the yeah. yeah everything's out at this point. It's That's not cool. like it's not like one of those uh, release cycles where music videos are coming out for two years after the record came no, out. No, I don't think so. Um, cool, but but like for a full year, yeah. Uh, Burnin, yeah, Burnin is just another uh, solid groove of of a specific single. Again, they wind down after we talk. I talked a little bit about the end of burden already yeah. they wind down to just the kick drum 
and they let that just breathe for a while, patience, and one little tiny lick of the around the world baseline, and the whole crowd knows yeah. what's happening. Yeah, and it's very cool how out. they build it. I fucking love what they do with around the world at the end of the show. Yeah, it is outstanding. They really let it cook. They really let it cook. They they layer in every little piece of it. Uh patiently and systematically until it's all there they let it ride and then they mix in the chase by their man by their man by the sound of the future himself giorgio Moroder, which it, it just like in retrospect now watching this in 2022 knowing what what where their career goes and and what they do with the man himself uh uh it was incredible to, it was incredible. It's an incredible moment. It's like in music history. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> it, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like the thing is that's hard for me to wrap my head around is like I don't know. I've liked a lot of the same stuff for a long time, but like their influences when they were twelve are still what they're doing in their forties. Yeah. It would be like like if I put out if any of the Blink One Eighty Two guys are listening, yeah, I, yeah. no offense. I was but just like, about for myself. If, yeah, am I gonna put I wouldn't be like I have to catch the attention of Mark Hoppus so he yeah. comes and you know what I mean? My my stuff has changed so much. I, yeah, but I think that there's some course like like even It'd be like if, if I was like uh this this al- entire album I just put out is inspired by Looney Tunes Signa Beatles. Is, is, I need Chiodos to is, come on my But that's you know my what I mean? question is is Blink 182 you know cuz I I I would be the other way, right? I put a a, a white stripe sample in in the music right. I released this week, you know? And and it's because And that being said, I loved let... Daft Punk yeah. when I was that age right. too. Right. I mean, so, so like yeah. that is 10-year-old me foundational music, right? Like like I, I you know, I have garbage like that littered in all my stuff. So I mean, is Daft Punk is that for me? You yeah. Know? Daft Punk is my Barry Manilow. Right, but so I'm saying, does it? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Fucking Daft Punk. But it does. Like Daft Punk clearly informs a lot of things that Andy does. It's we can we have this podcast because if all of me, that didn't have a release for you, it just Toma- like yeah. For Tomas, he had Barry Manilow. For me, I had Tomas. Tomas is my Barry Manilow. <laughs> Thank you, Tomas. Like, but, I don't lucky know. thing that there's an outlet for this. Yeah, I think that <laughs> like, like people in 58 countries l- let me do this in their ears once a week. <laughs> Everybody rocks. I think that Everybody there's, you know, um, everyone listening you to this have, rocks. You have Eiffel 65's PlayStation in your record box. That's I true. Know you, do, you know what right? I mean? I like a lot of right. that stuff has. And it's it's there's foundational garbage that that did something to you. And it's 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 one part nostalgia and one part foundational influence. And whether it's gimmicky or not, that stuff exists for all three of us and anybody who for makes those of art. You unfamiliar, Eiffel 65 has an album track. Uh, that is an ode to PlayStation One. P L A Y S T A. To some people, though, if if <laughs> to a you know a civilian or whatever, at one point in the '90s, "Show Me Love" and that kind of stuff. Yeah, that happened, and that was like a novelty. It's like, oh, that was cool, and that was a novelty thing that there was house music out in the culture. Right, and it has come back around a few other times. But to some people, this music is just a novelty. It was like, oh yeah, that was popular once. Yeah, yeah. to some people, it was a novelty. To some people. House music all life long. Yeah, it was the rhythm of the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's yeah. thinking of yeah. thinking of what are those songs for you that would be their disco, right? Like what what like 
pump up the jams or something right like is that a song that is how old are are, are we at that point you know that kind of like late 90s early 2000s stuff yeah you know being space the space Jam soundtrack was a big was a big moment for me <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, this is early. That's this, early but like, but, you know, yeah. I mean, there are the, like they like Electric Light Orchestra. Yeah. And that's holds up. And then they like some other stuff that right. like is kind of not critically acclaimed. Yeah, I, it is all one thing. I mean, there's stuff that we like because it's good. They and seem, there's stuff that, that we they, like because it's stuff we've bonded over. You know, garbage movies. We like the things yeah. about them. Right. The way but they we talk don't about think that they're the. We don't think they're the best movies ever made, even though they're things that are important to us. Yeah. Right? The way and they I think talk they about nod... music is is much more self-serious and respectful than the way they talk about movies. Like right. when you hear Tomas talk about musical influences, he is not he's not goofing around. But when but like there's that part in the Rolling Stone piece where he's like, man, you got to watch Oz the Great and Powerful. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. I, I bet <laughs> I feel like we get I, because he's when he's speaking in English. We don't. I don't think we get the breadth of, yeah, uh, yeah. the the tone of I. You know, I'm because there are parts of their catalog that is funny. Yeah, you know what I mean. There are like bits and jokes and weird, you know, homage and stuff, and yeah. they they pick such weird samples. Uh, yeah. But I digress. We've gotten off track. Yeah, us? Go. us off track again. I just think about this stuff so much. Too much. Some would say. Yeah. No. Um, if you think we're if you are out there thinking that we're thinking about this thing too much fuck you why are you listening this late <laughs> into this episode then uh we've uh we're getting combative with the people yeah. who have not listened to this episode before <laughs> giorgio that that chunk of it is really it's so cool. cool yeah and they do they do a great uh um they do that great thing at like the end of a set where like the whole thing rumbles down to nothing and then it climbs back up one more yeah. time like i love that that's just great performative. i thought the show ended with the chase around the world, thing. yeah, yeah. So and it didn't. No, it they get visuals definitely. from the music video, yeah, incorporated into the around the world stuff, which is also cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then an hour into this craziness, we get just the one word from each of them, like "merci beaucoup." <laughs> like, yeah, like, that's this it. is the first time they've talked that's, so far. It's it. They <laughs> talk. They say thank you again at the end. At that very end, yeah, yeah. But so, yeah, this is the first time they've acknowledged the crowd <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> Which is very cool. DJ thing. That's very how cool. you do it. That's very if cool. you're out there and you uh, are a DJ and you're you are reaching for the microphone a lot right now, if you say more than ten words, shut up. Yeah. I read an interview with Todd Terry this week, uh, an old one. Yeah, and they they were talking about the changing club culture. So this would have the interview would have probably been around this time. Okay, it was uh kind of the rise of Tiesto and stuff that yeah. era. So maybe like 1999 or something. And in the interviewer is like, how do you feel about you know, everyone faces you now instead of each other. Yeah. He was like, yeah, yeah, it is a different thing. And I do, you know, now I shake the audience's hand if they, you know, whatever. But, uh, yeah, it is different. Because, you know, we talk about that early in the, the run. It's like, you didn't have to acknowledge yeah, the crowd because the crowd's not facing you. That, like, uh, uh, we mentioned Claude. He's doing, he's doing a special short tour this year where he's going to do, like, old school club sets where he's just in the middle and everybody's around him and there's no visuals. Yeah. That's cool as hell. Yeah. And you know what? Like uh, you see, you know, in the old Paradise Garage or in uh, even 54 and stuff. Or like yeah. we see it in the, what's the movie we like? Thank God it's Friday. DJ is in a booth yeah. up. He's Way not away, on the yeah. stage. He's not, you know, you're yeah. not all staring at him. He's up there looking at the dance floor. Yeah. The, the dance the, floor is each other. Yeah. The dance floor is each other. And I wish, <laughs> I wish we had a little bit more of that now. Yeah, because it does feel like sometimes you're you in a show and you get people you are pissed what? if you're facing the wrong Fucking way. Felt 
like that is spotlight. spotlight. Spotlight in Detroit feels like old school. Like you can just mingle. We haven't recorded since we went. Spotlight is the place to be in Detroit. Yes, like, if you, you are, you gotta go. Yeah, Spotlight is a brand new club here, and it is like old school, like just clubhouse mentality. Everybody's having a good time. They're like the DJ floor is on the ground, so they have got lights, like just minimal lighting. There's no like show. Though it's just it's just party. It's a house party. Yeah, it, yeah. Check it out. So what do we? So after then we we're power down, encore. then we got teachers. Uh, yeah. So uh, encore is teachers, uh, with Tomas singing, and and there are a couple folks in there that are not in the, in the album version, like Giorgio. Uh, uh, who else? Uh, Basement Jacks is in there. <laughs> Uh, Bob Marley. Bob Marley's in there. They say Basement Jacks in there. I think so. Somebody, uh, somebody texted me that they did. They might not have. I mean, I, I, they, I believe it. I just don't. Uh, I like I, I was not listening that closely during this, this yeah. part of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They shout out to people. They, they didn't. Um, I get why some they didn't because some of it just does not sound like it. Like getting Giorgio in there is like Giorgio phonetically is <laughs> yeah. harder. Yeah, in a French accent. <laughs> yeah, it's just like there's some things that like it would yeah. be weird to put on them fit on the record. They had that picture of Brian Wilson up there for a long time. Oh yeah, that was <laughs> so they they have the visuals of this are people's faces and they take a a, a breakdown after George Wilson or Brian Wilson. It's just his doughy ass face is up on the screen for a really like a funny amount of time. Uh yeah that was cool and then uh um rock and roll oh, teachers yeah. into rock and roll and that's it man that's I mean, the fucking show that is a that's an incredible concert man incredible concert I, and we I, got to go to it kind of yeah what I, a cool like thing I I I just I cannot overstate how grateful I am for to them for doing that yeah it, like they didn't have to do that. Um, it would have been very easy for them not to do that. Would have been pretty and easy. And they gave us a. I I watched a twenty five year old Daft Punk conf- concert with two hundred thousand people around the world. Uh, uh, I, I I talked to a lot of Daft Punk fans over, online throughout the day. I got to speculate. I got to wonder. Uh, it was like it was like this little mini. Um version of of being a daft punk fan for my whole life it was the whole thing in one one little afternoon and it was uh i just i cannot overstate how fucking fun that day was i i I had a great time and i i just if you're out there listening thank you very much for giving that to us it was such a blast yeah yeah i mean i'm glad to have the the audio and video quality that that exists now uh, of that of that show i mean it is a, a missing link i think for me in um Seeing truly, I I understand more now the people who say that um, homework era Daft Punk is their is their is their jam is their favorite. I yeah, mean, I, this before, is a different intensity yeah, than like anime really stuff. And I I I get it more now. Like looking back on the people who are like, wait, you're robots and you have digital love after Dragon Ball Z or whatever on right, Yeah, like I I understand if you're somebody at this performance and that's not what you want from them right because this yeah. is a different intensity it's a different style it is dark think, that about, I mean, think about any any dropping point think about think about somebody who got into them uh, on two because of tsunami and then five years later they're the doing brothers come out oh no <laughs> and, then, and then five years later the whole human after all comes out oh right. yeah the fuck is this but i feel it like it would be very until, frustrating and, if you were yeah. a 20 year old at a club 
and you're listening to this incredible synthesizer club music. And then, and then your then favorite band immediately is like, like I would be, yeah. I'm trying to think of what a parallel artist would be like that for now. I mean, there's like, this isn't good, but there's like Machine Gun Kelly to from, from rap to rock or something like that. I'm sure it would be like if, uh, if you loved, if you loved creep era Radiohead and all of a sudden Tom York is this like, got you into Aphex twin, Aphex twin, like, ecstasy loving beep booper yeah i mean i guess there's also um there's some parallels for one of one of our favorites animal collective is not the same right to album i'm just trying to think they're always they're they're always weird though you're right who's like a techno artist i like right now that could make this kind of pivot to pop i cannot think of one you Mm. know yeah yeah i don't know yeah a lot of them do now you know a lot of these these groups i mean there there is some not not that this is if you were if you were a teenager and you loved you loved you found like uh alive 2007 and you loved human after all there there are people who his favorite daft punk thing is human after all and you're like i can't wait to see what they do next and then they become the doobie brothers and put out random (laughs) and then they find the muppets switch on the mixer and they go muppets if you are like they they can't it is one of the very coolest things about this group is that they if they do something new it's going to be weird if you are different and it's going to make people um, mad sleep deprivation simian mobile disco fan and then you listen to like audacity of huge or something right. like that that is a massive unexplained kind of shift uh but nothing i can't think of anything even remotely as as pivotal i guess i don't know uh in, a, in any genre yeah definitely <laughs> cool we did it i i had to change uh well this segment is one we like to call uh, god burped in my mouth yeah. and <laughs> my, it's my the part where we go from your bleeps to my burp burps and our, all of our bops. I had to change mine because I realized I think I picked an Ace Mo song for like the last one or something. Oh, no. I've been talking about Ace Mo too much. Do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. So I changed mine, uh, and I picked the new DJ Mink single. came out on Carl Craig's uh, label. There was a mixed version of it that came out a little while ago, but this is new. Hell yeah, DJ Minx. Minx. Uh, there's a really good remix by Honey Dijon. She's curating. Uh, Minx is curating a stage at Movement. Uh, I think she's just the best. We went and saw her two weeks ago, and, and she, she put on an incredible she's party. Having a moment in Pete Tong, our parlance. Yeah, she is having. She's on a fire right now. Moment. Oh, we should also mention this. We posted on the Instagram, but she closed out the night with "Music Sounds Better with You." Yeah, and it drove the crowd insane. Yeah, she. Yeah, we saw her. She played like a four-hour, five-hour set at, at Spotlight uh, the other day, and her, she closed out the set with "Music Sounds Better with You," and everybody went nuts. It was awesome. She has recently done a BBC Essential mix. Um, she's she's blown up, and she's the best. it's incredible to see somebody from you know around she put here. Out her song "Walk in the Park" is like her her big one that came out on Houghton's label like yeah. twenty years ago. Yeah, and she's the best. Yeah. She's having a moment. Detroit Rocks. Yep. Uh, you want to go? Yeah. Uh, so I picked. A, it is. A, it's a remix of uh, of "Go" by Moby by uh, Enfisa Latiego, uh, who is is a Naples by way of Russia. I think I don't. I don't know much about her, but this remix rocks. Check it out. 
Cool. Moby. I don't know. I don't know her. Uh, I think she's. I think she's up and coming. I think that she's uh, hot on the scene. I, I don't know much about her either. It, um, I I uh, I love Moby. You know this. So if anything new by uh, Moby, even remixes comes out, it is uh, jumped right at the top of my uh, Spotify. So uh, this is one of those yeah. ones that uh, I just found by way of my Discover feed or whatever. I'm up, but I'm not coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm vice versa for me. Don't let him not up. Yeah, nice. There you go. <laughs> I am down for the count, but I am coming really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, glad, glad we're at a hundred and whatever minutes. Yeah. That we're talking about with that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, I put uh, I picked the song from uh, a fella named Absolute with a period at the end. We were rocking out to Absolute the other day, uh, you and I at work, and it was it's he rocks. yeah uh, he, he gets it he gets, he gets it. it. Uh, he put out a full ass album last year, but he's put out a bunch of singles. He as collabs well. with our good friend Dance System. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I um, I believe that's how I stumbled uh, on Absolute. Uh, he did uh, a, a Dance System remix. This is a song uh, called Sage Kumun Homage. Uh, I think I said that right. It's French. But uh, here we Oh yeah, that little piano lick uh, sticks in your brain. That's an edit. It's just that the song is not that dis like the song it's sampling is mostly there. Yeah, it's just got like the house edit on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's it's that's like a French term for like uh, I I think it translates to like as well behaved as an image. I think it's like <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Man. <laughs> you, it's like um, I'm as well behaved as, as it's an like image. Uh, good as gold kind of thing. Good, right? That's you the know? that's this this song is called that. Yeah, that, I think that's gold. what the, the that simile yeah. is. That's it, you know, it's gold. like quiet as a mouse or whatever. Bing! I love that piano lick. Very cool. Very oh, cool. cool. Nice. Yeah. Well, we did cool. it. We another another, uh, done it. another one in the books. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much, uh, all of a you. That's not a book, you dink. For uh, thanks for uh, <laughs> going along on this journey. We'll have more stuff coming up. Yeah. We um, have. We thank have you no... for forgiving me. We have. Uh, thank oh, you for the news hasn't broken yet. Okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so thank you all for forgiving me. Oh, that news, that news hasn't broken. It's a bit. It's a bit. It's a bit. Uh, we have, uh, we're doing, um, we're going to do, uh, absolutely, we're going to do uh, the Chemical Brothers No Geography for my birthday, which is coming Todd up in end. a couple weeks. So, legendary. Uh, so we, Chemical Brothers. We have, uh, we have some Daft Punk-centric uh, episodes uh, boiling. Yeah. But we're also going to expand our gates a little bit. Um and talk about some other uh, groups in this world. Um, so yeah, I know it seems like Daft Punk is the only thing that we talk about, but we also talk about other dance music a lot. I mean, <laughs> we talk about a lot of things with the intensity uh, of this. Yeah. Now, so we, uh, I hope that you guys uh, tune in for some of that stuff as well. Yeah, uh, we love you. I'm Andy. In love with you. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter uh, at Andy underscore enthusiast, and I've got a couple like. Uh, DJ mixes out. You can find, and uh, that's it. Cool. Uh, my name's. Oh, Darren. and follow Planet Ant and do, look at all the comedy stuff we do. Uh, my name's Darren. Uh, you can you can follow uh, me on all the social medias at the most Darren. 
and also I'm on Spotify, uh, my project, The Wonders of the Deep. I, we just put out, uh, actually, it was overshadowed by all the Daft Punk madness on uh, 222. Uh, but I just put out an eight-song EP. Uh, go check it out and add it to your playlist and all that fun stuff. I'm Devin uh, Jetski on the social media stuff. And uh, you should come see me and Andy spin music at Trixie's tomorrow night named Tramic. <laughs> uh, or no, tonight. Whenever you're listening to that, whenever you're listening to this, you're not going to come see, come see us today. <laughs> um, but yeah, whenever you're listening to my music on Spotify, I got new tunes coming out soon. <laughs> and you're my best friend, and I love you. So All much. right, I uh, will see you next time. Bye. Hello, everyone. Alive 2021 is a member of the Planet Ant Podcast Network and was created by Andy Reid. Developed by Andy Reid, Devin Rosni, and Darren Shelton, with technical production by Darren Shelton. For more information, please visit alive2021.com.